It's season 18 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. This season, we are doing it for the people. The holidays are coming, and we're doing it for the people. I want you to join us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Support the show at $1, $5, or $10 a month. At that top fangirl level, you'll have access to the full video versions of the show. Lots of fun. We love you. Now let's rock this next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am your host, Shay Elliott of the blog, The Elliott Homestead, joined once again by Angela Reed, my beautiful co-host of Parisian Farm Girl. And here we are, Angela. (laughs) Hello. Some days we just come in like thoroughbred racehorses, and some days we're like, not slug like turbo snail i was trying yeah i was trying to think of some analogy like we're like the dogs that are at the racetracks not the not the horses but sorry it's terrible i don't know i'm sorry like the greyhounds like what are you talking about Uh, wow i had a panic today because i thought she leaves tomorrow oh no, not tomorrow. It's, I, it's next week. Yeah. Well, I uh, mm-hmm. I had I'm, a panic for you. I thought it was tomorrow. Was yeah. Like, I'm getting ready to go on a photography work trip to Bulgaria of all places. I can't remember if I told you guys that, but I'm going. And I have already started every single night having nightmares about forgetting this or that. Really? And this will this will continue until I leave. So last night I forgot my camera, my entire carry-on bag, which is what I keep my camera in. And I just thought, can I get can you even buy a camera in Bulgaria? <laughs> and it was just this horrible ang- anxiety-ridden moment of chaos. So there That's we go. Awful. There we I, go. I don't like that. You almost like at this point you almost have to leave the notepad by the bed because you won't think of it the next morning, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I had it's the, the Amazon order arrived today with all the things I was telling you about, like the shout wipes and the, the, this, the little like wristbands that look like the, like Disney world passes only you put the Apple air tag in them. Mm-hmm. So we're already like talking to them. Like if we get separated on the Metro, just sit down. Yeah. Don't move. Yeah. We will come to you. But I want everybody to have, or the little ones, you know, to have the air tags on. Yeah. That happened once when I was at an airport. I was getting onto the tram in the airport, and this little girl got on with her bag, and her parents sort of hesitated, like, are we getting on the right one? And the door is just shut. Yeah, you and can't do that. And off we went. Yeah. And she, I mean, the look of panic on her face, I was like, it's fine. I'll wait with you until your parents come. We'll just get off at the next one. They're going to be on the next train. It's going to be fine. But she was oh terrified. Gosh. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of terrifying things. Okay. <laughs> let's thank our season 18 sponsor, World Watch News. How's that for a segue? Thank that was you. Beautiful. I don't know how much Thank they're going to appreciate that, but that was beautiful. Not because World Watch is terrifying, but because getting your news from unstable, <laughs> it's biased, that yeah. is terrifying. And we are so grateful to be intro- to introduce you to 
World Watch News, whether you're educating yourself on world affairs, newsworthy, actual newsworthy um, content, mm -hmm. whether you're educating yourself or your children. So World Watch is designed specifically for around kind of that middle school age of child where they need to start sort of tapping in to the world around them, understanding yeah. world events, understanding these sorts of things. That can be a really tricky thing to navigate as a parent because, whoa, talk about walking through a minefield. Holy cow. Well, I hope that listeners, I hope you've responded to this new advertiser because this is really exciting. This is something unique. We've never brought you anything like this. And this is a source that's covering science, world cultures, etymology, economics, history, government, art, technology, all in a way that you can then talk about it at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find your kids are really drawn to it whenever I put it on. This is how I get my daily dues. And so whenever I put it on, the kids come running and they sit and watch it with me. And you're not going to, you don't have to be worried about what's going to come on. It's just such a gift for those of us who are trying to raise children to be um, in the world, not of the world, but also needing to navigate actually living in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this discerning, is the teaching them to be discerning. That's right. And yeah, that's right. So for sure. You can visit worldwatch.news and use the code homemakerchic because you can get a month for free. So you can go in and you can try it and you can work it into your daily life with your kids or even just yourself. Get a good taste for it. Get a feel for the rhythm of it. These are like short 10 to 12 minute every weekday. They publish a new one. So you can go in, tap in for 10 minutes, understand the importance of what's going on, and then carry on with real life. So worldwatch dot news code homemaker chic all one word for one month free so yeah. everyone should do that give it a month give it a whirl and we want you to let us know what you think over on instagram we want to hear what stories your children found most intriguing and then what your uh, favorite piece from the week was as well so mm -hmm. welcome to world watch official season 18 sponsor Okay, so I think uh, we should cue the wine music because um, it's fall. There's moods in the air. We need a, a beverage. The holidays are coming. We want to have beautiful champagnes and bubblies in the cooler for our guests. This part of the show is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines. We invite you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. I know some of you have never ordered from them. So that's your call to action. We want you to give it a try and they are going to treat you to an extra bottle for a penny. So no matter what you do, if you order three, you're going to get four. You know the drill. You order six, you're going to get seven. Shay, I think, has yes. a bottle she's going to share with us. I'm I do. I'm Because I don't still, know what it is. So I'm still drinking white wines. Like, it's just that beautiful autumnal mm. feel where it's like the mornings start off cool and then the days sort of still stay warm at least for mm -hmm. where i am and so i always keep my white wine whenever i get my order from dry farms i just put all my whites in my fridge so that they're chilled um so this is a french one i may have talked about it before but it's just one of my very favorite whites oh, okay. have you seen this one how does they one have say not. this Le uh, Le Chappé. Le Chappé. <laughs> nailed it okay so this <laughs> is a hundred percent chenin blanc and Broadly speaking, this is kind of a dry style of Chenin Blanc. Chenin Blancs have full body and high acidity. So you're gonna get a lot of those autumnal, like apple-y pear vibes going on. 
and then you there's the minerally thing so that's kind of where that dry aspect comes in so you you know they say fancy words like wet stone i'm not picking up that <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> but you do get that you do get a minerally vibe mm-hmm. so to me this is such a perfect wine for fall because you've got the fallish fruit you've got the minerally aspect and you've got the white that sort of just works with those mm-hmm. warm early october sort of days so Le Chape, it's got um, a picture of a little hot air balloon on the front. What, what does that mean? Does that mean hot air balloon in French? I don't think so. I mean, I it's... I don't know. Let me see the E's. Are there two E's on the front? So I don't know this what comes, that means. Yeah, yeah, two E's. This comes from it's the Anjou a... region of France, kind of like northwest-ish France. Um, anyway, a Chenin Blanc, 100%, absolutely wonderful. So you can add that to your white box or red box or however it is you want to do it. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. A beautiful oh. time to stock up. What does it mean? It, I should have known that. It's. I knew it was a past tense of something. It's escaped. So that's the balloon. Escaped. Oh, yeah. they the escaped. Left. Yeah, yeah. The escaped. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Wonderful. Cool. Yes. So now we are going to jump right into the meat of our episode today because we have invited, she should have been on this podcast a thousand times, but she's never been on, right? And she's been a longtime friend of ours. So it seems silly that we're just now bringing her to you, but we would like to introduce Emily Toops of Toops & Co. to talk to us about natural beauty and self-care and skin and aging and mom and entrepreneurship and all the beautiful things. Emily is a severe homemaker, if I can use that word. Mm-hmm. She's in the thick of it. She's got lots of kids, her own business that she brand runs. new baby, brand new baby. And she's just an all around wonderful human. So sit back, pour a glass and enjoy our chat with Emily. Okay, a little few little clicks, few little like waiting room entrances, and here's Emily, ladies. We're so we were saying right before we let you into the room, Emily, that you should have been on this podcast a thousand times. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've talked about you in almost every episode of Homemaker Chic. So I'm glad you finally could join. That's true. (laughs) Okay, so Emily, why don't you just do a quick bird's eye view? I mean, I think most Homemaker Chic listeners sort of know your story, but your story is always changing. Like you just had a new baby. I did. I did. So um, we start, we will be celebrating our seventh year of Toops & Co. in October. So next, well, I guess when this airs, it will be mm-hmm. October. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're seven years old and yeah, we're moving and going we should be moving into our new facility this week which is really exciting but I started Tubes and Co seven years ago on our little farm in Mississippi Um, and it's come just a really long way Uh, but this year has been probably the craziest Um, a lot of growth a new baby moving into a new facility but all exciting things and uh, I'm really just happy to be here on the podcast (laughs) Um, what the new facility, is it just so you can, that's that like huge building that you've been sharing over on Instagram. Is this just like to expand? Are you still operating out of your house? 
No, we've been in a rented space for the last three years, but it has gotten really, really small. And shout out to the Tucson Co. girls that work there. They have utilized every square inch of that place. And we've got things stacked to the ceiling in almost every room and in hallways. And they might, they probably will listen to this episode and say, yes, yes, <laughs> it does look like that. Um, and so we signed the contract to build this new facility a year ago, and we are just finally coming to the end and able to move in um, this weekend, actually. So it's just super exciting. It's basically just to do what we've been doing. We just need more space. Mm -hmm. So that'll give us the space to continue operations without just like stepping on each other and give us some space to like develop some new products that we've been wanting, things that have been on the back burner for a couple of years. So it's just really exciting. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. cool. And that seems really, you know, in this day and age of how long it takes to get contractors to do, I mean, a year from the contract to moving in, that's fabulous. Yeah. Yes. I think that's fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we always joke that as a homemaker, when you create space, you're, they will fill it. it will. And I, case right. in point, once again, I cleaned my office so that it would be nice and clean for this interview. And I would just like everyone to appreciate all of the music gear that has once again, found its way into all my backdrop equipment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> makes me crazy. Oh, yes. Um, so Emily, you are, you obviously are an entrepreneur running tubes and coal, but let's like go back to take us to your home. Tell us about kind of what homemaking looks like for you and yeah. What's family life like? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos all the time, of course. <laughs> but it so, looks so pretty on your social media right, right. it's so it is so fun. you know better um, Shay <laughs> um any mother who's running a business and homeschooling five children and nursing an infant um <laughs> you know just knows that it's chaos all the time but we're doing our very best to organize the chaos mm -hmm. so you know we're delegating to each kid tasks and just doing our best to actually get our schoolwork done, practice our instruments and do our sports, all, all the things. Um, you know, my kids ride horses and so, which is dangerous and just kills my mother heart, but they're outside doing that while I'm doing dinner and we just kind of make it work. I, I primarily work from home. So, you know, I'm on meetings at least three days of the week. And it, I mean, I just got the infant in your arms, mm -hmm. you know, nursing, turn off my, uh, stop my video on zoom and feed Vivi and just kind of <laughs> move on. Um, my executive assistant, like my right hand lady is my sister. And so we zoom and, you know, it's just my sister. So it's not so bad. Um, because me and her work together every day. So she's used to, you know, it doesn't really matter. She can hear the babies crying in the background or they interrupt mm -hmm. and she just rolls with the, with the punches. So that's nice. You don't have to that. have that like professional, professional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's really challenging to fake your way with children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What is, um, I might like genuinely my brain. This is, this is Monday ladies. And I just got done with six hours of schooling. 
And wow, does it take it out of you? Yeah. It just fries me. There's like so many words and so (laughs) many, um, so much paper and so much like character development. When you care about your kids, it's not just about getting the work done. Right. Holy cow. It's, it's difficult to have enough left in the tank to make dinner, much less to run a business. I agree. hundred percent. One hundred percent. You're supposed to give me some grand advice, Emily. That's going <laughs> to, I mean, I, I have to separate it, you know, like we have this app on our phone. It's called cozy and my husband and I share it and I put everything in there, everything. I mean, if it's not in there, then it's not happening. And so it's shared. So he, when he's scheduling things, cause he is contracting, you know, these two buildings that are at the Toops and Co property and doing all the things. And he's going to meetings there. If he's not checking the cozy app, I'm like, did you check the cozy app? <laughs> he's like, what are you doing tomorrow morning? I need to go to the shop. I'm like, did you check the cozy app? I don't know what I'm doing, but when I check the app, I'll know what I'm doing because I try to pre-schedule everything and make it all work and fit. Um, but I do block out time in there to do school because if I don't, then I'll let work kind of overflow into home Mm -hmm. and I won't, you know, block out that time. The kids just really need me. We do a lot of like online school mixed with some books, kind of like piece together my own curriculum per kid. And they just need you, you know, you can't just let them do, even the ones that can read and can school on their own. It's really great, but they still need mom to like sit down and, you know, yeah. go over some things. So I make sure that I'm blocking out time for that. And even if we don't use all that time for school, if anything, they just want to sit next to me and spend some time with me. So, you know, I'll use that time to do that. Or like Friday, we went pick pumpkins. They were like, mom, can we get pumpkins? Which it's, it's still summer. Okay. It's still summer. Mm-hmm. Here. It's not cool. <laughs> and I'm like still in summer mode and I'm like pumpkins. Um, but yeah, I'll block out that time to do things like that with them and then just work when I work and it, it works well mm-hmm. for me. Cause since my sister is, um, kind of a person that's helping me get everything together, she will work odd hours. So sometimes we'll meet at eight o'clock at night and we'll power through an hour or so. Um, but yeah, I can't do that. Can't do that with just anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, they do need you. They, they don't like the multitasking, you know, (laughs) even if it's doable today, I mean, even today I was packing an order on one side of the kitchen and my seven-year-old, he's like, can't you just come and sit next to me while I do this? Mm. Yes, actually you're Mm. right. Knife in the heart. This is not what I'm supposed (laughs) to be doing. I'm not supposed to be over here. I'm supposed to be. Yes, I will. I will. You notice that when you try to do that too, it actually just makes schooling that much harder. It does. It's just, so if- you think, oh, this time I can get away with it. This time I can just come in under the radar and yeah. do a but little But then you don't, get any of the, you don't get any of the enjoyment. Yeah. You know, That's you don't true. get any of like yeah. the fun stuff. Um, I actually just tried that recently too, because we've been so focused on doing a good job at school because- you know, at my heart, like I'm a homeschooler slash homesteader. And I'm like, do we need to do this? <laughs> we could probably get away with not doing this. <laughs> oh, you sound like me. I'll right. be like, ah, it's not really that important. We'll yeah, skip it's that. Not, it's just not super important. We're a part of a homeschool co-op though. And you know, there is that like that 
which I think is a good thing that uh, pure sort of shame that we yeah. can feel. There's like healthy exterior pressure. That's a good thing keep, for yeah. people. Mm-hmm. I was telling a story about Georgia. And by the way, she wears your deodorant, which does <laughs> tie into this story. But I had told her, you got to shower. You got to shower and you got to wear deodorant. You got to shower and you got to wear deodorant. Like you're not a little girl anymore. Like, you got to wear yeah. your deodorant and whatever. Coming into whatever. a skunky phase like they do. Yeah. So she goes to homeschool co-op one day and one of her friends mentioned something to her in a nice way, but they wanted to make her aware. And I've never had to tell her again (laughs) (laughs) because she was, there was that like slight level of social yeah, shame is, you know, it has a bad connotation with it, but there is an element of that. And I think that's it. The same is true for us, even as um, as homemakers or as homeschooling moms, like there's that piece of it where it's like, no, it's good. It's good to rise to expectations, mm-hmm. you know, and it's good to be like a, a positive force in your local community, right? Like you don't want to be the kids who show up with like no shoes on and in Angel's case, like no underwear on her kids or whatever, <laughs> not having done any of their work. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to be that family forever. I mean, some days, but not right. forever. <laughs> some days. <laughs> oh yeah. We're definitely those kids someday. In fact, we went to a piano recital last year at one of the families. Great family. We've gone to church with them for ages. The dad's a doctor and they all showed up to the piano recital with no shoes on. And it was just like, I don't know if they forgot them or if they were just like, who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. Um, but I, I appreciate that free spiritedness of it. <laughs> you have to have the car shoes. We have the car shoes. They stay in the car. That's, Everybody that's get in the car. Shoes are in the car. Yep. <laughs> At least for my little ones. There we have car shoes. Oh, yeah. that's that's smart. Yeah. I have a friend who keeps a whole tub of just coats, socks, shoes, pants in the back, like in a Tupperware, purposefully in the back of her car. It's like, oh, you forgot pants. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Hairbrush. Mine are for sure. brushing their hair. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hair. Oh my gosh. My, you know, my boys have longer hair yeah. and they just, they don't brush their hair. It gets and matted like, like that one spot in the back. Yes. Juniors. I was juniors like, we're not going to show up anywhere anymore yeah. without our hair brush. Look, look what you look like. This is not presentable. And they're like, nah, brush my hair, you know. But yeah, we started keeping the car. A brush in the car. <laughs> Probably need spray. We need some kind of spray. Tips and Co needs to come out with a, a, <laughs> a little detangler. A detangler, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like us. We got to keep a tweezer in the car so you can get those those hairs that you only oh see gosh. in the car. Oh, <laughs> there's tweezer car. Yeah, car tweezers. All, for all the women in my family keep tweezers in the car <laughs> for that chin hair. They're like, I didn't see that when I was putting my makeup on. Mm-hmm. There it is. Just. I saw this uh, meme the other day and it said, if you see a woman over 30 stroking her chin lightly, just let her do her work in peace. (laughs) (laughs) It's just playing with it. It's a wire. Just, just checking Mm. on things down there. (laughs) Um, So obviously Emily, you put like so much time and effort into being mom, but the flip side of this coin is you've also like put so much time and lifeblood into Tubes and Co and into sort of I mean, for not lack of being dramatic, like you're fighting for something that you believe in, like 
you have to, you have to have that kind of like passion in order to give Mm -hmm. that kind of devotion to something, you know, tell us about that. Well, obviously we're, we started off as just homesteaders. This is like Micah's almost 11. So 12 years ago, you know, like I call it homesteading before homesteading was cool. And it was because, you know, we had our own pain point. Elise had really bad eczema and I was just not satisfied. We were going to figure it out and we were going to get better. So that was a deep dive into food. And, you know, Mm. once you do that deep dive and you start homesteading for better food for your family, you, you can't unknow the information. I know, you know, sometimes I'm like, I wish we didn't know. I wish we were just blissfully unaware and could just eat like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Would that be great? Um, but it's a lot of work. So, you know, we would love to not work so hard and not have to care for 25 animals in the backyard while we're running tubes and co, or maybe just go off to the beach for a day and forget we have cows, horses, you know, chickens and everything else to feed. Um, but we do it because we're so passionate about it. Like we are so passionate about it. That's what, whenever we want to sell everything, we're just like, forget it all, sell it, sell everyone. Um, we'll just do just kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, the reason we don't is because we're so passionate about it. And the same thing with products, you know, that passion helps us to come back to whenever you're tired of like the paperwork and, and taxes and all the things mm-hmm. that that's the backside of running a business that no one sees, they just see the pretty front side. Um, when you want to give it all up, we keep going because we're so passionate about the products. They really are what we say they are. They're clean. We have the best, cleanest, most amazing ingredients. And I'm always looking and finding new things. And that passion just kind of flows into it. And sometimes I got to reel myself back because, you know, I'm also homesteading and I'm a mom and having Vivian this year really put the brakes on some things, but it was so good for me because I am so enjoying this stage of working so hard for the past, however many years to kind of like taking a backseat and letting some of the employees who have just kind of risen up and are doing really well at what they do. I've just quit micromanaging everyone. I'm like, I had a baby. So I got to stay home and the last three months um, really kind of showed those areas where people kind of have risen up and like taking control. And, you know, I've, I'm a, kind of control freak by nature. I want to kind welcome, of welcome. Welcome. <laughs> good company. Going on. I've got to know, but letting people do it not the way that I would do it, because it's mm. not the way to do it, right? But it's still good. I've learned that a lot this year that even though it's not the way Emily would do it, it's still great. It's still, mm. you know, um good enough. It was just, it actually is perfect. Um not maybe perfect in my eyes, but perfect in their eyes and it worked out. And so I got to spend a lot of time with Vivian, which has been so fun because she's like such a joy and a fun little Ray and everyone in our entire family is so obsessed. Um, it's kind of fun to have like older ones now with a younger baby and see like how fun that is because I'm one of nine. So I was 18 when my mom had her last baby. So I know all about it and it's, it's fun. So yeah. I don't even remember what they were doing. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I follow you like personally, like we've known each other for years. And then of course I followed Tubes and Co since it was Crunchy Bomb, which was right. blast from the past. But I'm, I feel like sad in a way 
getting to see your older kids with the baby because Mm -hmm. I had four and five years and it was just, there was none of that. Everybody Mm -hmm. needed help. Everybody needed a diaper change. (laughs) Everybody needed a stack made. Like there was no, um, there wasn't that dynamic Mm -hmm. and that's the family I grew up in. Like we were all very close. So we all grew up together. We went through all the stages of life together. And so in my mind, like, that's just how you do it. It's just wham, 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 have all your babies, do it all together. But man, you miss out on this like real sweetness mm-hmm. of having older ones to be there. Oh, it's so different. I had my first three, yeah, four and three or three and four years. And it was like, I still had an infant and I have another infant and, you know, a one-year-old with a baby. And I tell my like my sisters are like, oh, you've got it easy. I'm like, girl, I paid my dues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I paid my dues is why I'm enjoying it right now. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of my sisters are having like their first and second babies and it's so fun, but I get to kind of like see I guess it's kind of like the whole picture, you know, bird's eye view mm-hmm. of them just yeah. having their babies. And I'm just like, oh, I remember those days and I'm past that now. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying the season because I'm able to have a newborn and not I'm not taking care of any infants. I have older kids that can at least like scramble and fry eggs, you know, do breakfast and right. they're really helpful and they're really loving it too. You know, I was like, I wonder how they're going to feel with the new baby, but everybody, it, a baby is just joy multiplied. It's so much fun. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Toops & Co. is your beauty source for being Homemaker Chic. So remember this code, Fall Beauty. One word, Fall Beauty, for 10% off gorgeous designer quality makeup from Toops & Co. You don't have to sacrifice quality to use cosmetics that are free from hormone-disrupting chemicals, parabens, preservatives, and more. Mineral makeup, liquid foundations, a face primer to swoon over. This company has been created by our friend Emily, and she has taken the time to create quality makeup with ingredients that you can feel good about. Makeup, skincare, she's taking it to an entirely new level. I want you to try the red wine lipstick, the long lash mascara, the cream cheek tint. There are makeup brushes and even sample sets for you. So visit Toops, that's T-O-U-P-S, toopsandco.com and use the code FALLBEAUTY at checkout for 10% off or simply visit the Homemaker Chic podcast page on Instagram and click that red button that says beauty. If you are looking for quality kitchen products that are ethically sourced and in your price range, Angela and I invite you to visit Kui Housewares, that's K-O-O-I, housewares.com forward slash homemaker chic and use code BLESSED10. This is a wonderful family-run business that was created over 10 years ago to offer high quality products to us homemakers that are designed to last and benefit our homes, especially our kitchens. So often we can spend our money on the wrong products, products that don't stand up to the workload. Kui Housewares has put the hard work in of finding products that are high quality, name brand, and products that are fully backed by manufacturer's warranties. 
They make it easy to shop everything from cake decorating supplies to canning supplies. While you're shopping Kui Housewares, be sure to check out the superb canning lids. If you didn't think a canning lid could get better than it is, you've never tried superb lids. They seal beautifully because of a thicker rubber seal, and they don't ever rust because of five layers of corrosion prevention. And they're made in the USA. Visit KuiHousewares.com forward slash homemaker chic, use code BLESS10, and enjoy shopping around this wonderful store. Here we are, that season where we tuck into our homes and make them cozy and comfortable for ourselves and the people we love. Tuck in with American Blossom Linens and receive 20% off your purchase of bedding, sheets, pillows, towels, and more. American Blossom Linens are American-grown and made cotton products that are woven to last a lifetime. That's right. These beautiful products are grown, spun, and woven in the USA. As a Homemaker Chic listener, you've heard us share our thoughts on the concept of better, not more. And so we're right here with you, dressing our homes in American Blossom's finest quality products. And as your home economist, you can enjoy 20% off with the exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20. With a two-year return policy, made in the USA, and free shipping, you cannot go wrong. Visit American Blossom Linens today. Duvet covers, sheets, towels, pillows, inserts, and more. AmericanBlossomLinens.com with the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 at checkout. I want you to visit HotRugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. You wash them, they start curling up on the ends, they just don't have that designer look that you want. Why not dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman? I want you to look at your home. Where does it need some style infusion? Nothing is as timeless as a Persian rug. And now you can use the coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off one of these beautiful pieces. Here's a designer tip. Give your home an instant professionally designed look when you add a Persian rug. So you know you got to go to House of Tokuman and check them out over on Instagram because she's always updating her feed with new rugs. And then use the exclusive code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, no machine-made or copy replicas sold here. House of Tokuman can be found at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net. And use that coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure true. they're learning a ton. My, I, my older kids they'll sometimes say, "I can't believe we're not going to have any babies in the house." Uh-huh. Like I can't. Like Junior just turned seven, and they're still kind of like, "Wow, I can't believe those days are done." Because they, uh-huh. they learned how to change diapers, and there's nothing like seeing your like 11 year old walk around with a baby. Uh-huh. It's so <laughs> precious, and the, all the things they can do, and they're really, really helpful. Hey, could you give me that? Hey, could you make breakfast? Hey, you know, it's. Yeah, it's a different glass of water. <laughs> yeah, it's a different game for sure. It's uh like in not to say that like it's not chaos sometimes. No, um, <laughs> it's chaos. we don't want to paint that beautiful Instagram uh-uh. show. No, I didn't mean it's definitely. It's, it's chaos, chaos sometimes, but yeah, yeah. And uh, half the time you ask, at least half the time I ask my older kids to do something. They're like, why? Can't you just do that? And you're like, don't, don't be mouthy with me. Excuse Mine, me. I'm like, I'm find somebody else. <laughs> Can't so and so do it? Can't so and so do it? Yeah. Can't so and so do it? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> or get this, this one. Someone said the other day to me, I was, oh, hold on. Baby. You can bring her to me. Sorry, y'all. It's fine. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> 
That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. All good. <laughs> Anyways, I had one of them say, um, can you ask someone else next time? And I oh. said, um, no. Mm-hmm. You always ask me. I was like, no, ask everyone equally. You just don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm going to ask you twice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and even if I don't right? ask equally, that's okay too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My prerogative. Uh-huh. Right? I'm the mom. Yeah, it's so true. Um, what we were getting at was before this was skincare. So like you're obviously that has to drive everything that you do with tubes and co. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy to me is like you were, we all, all we, we kind of joke on this show about, you know, we both started to kind of be aware of ingredients and such that were in skincare or lotions or whatever it may be. When you had to go to the health food store and buy them and everything was scented with patchouli. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and so yeah. it was a huge um downgrade. Upgrade in For terms sure. of ingredients, downgrade in terms of just quality, aesthetic, yeah, the little the work. little thrill you get, the lack of pretty packaging, like everything was just like wah, wah, wah. And it smelled like carob chips while you were shopping. <laughs> you know, it's just so gross. Totally. But what's crazy is like that was an issue back then. So let's put this at like, what, 13, 15 years ago or so. Mm. It's gotten so much worse in terms of the ingredients that oh, are in things yeah. now. It's like just progressively getting worse. I think not only is the ingredients in skincare, makeup getting worse, in the health food store, they, they have ingredients in those products that I'm like, absolutely not. Mm. Um, and, you know, my sister's friends, they'll, they'll always like text me the back of like products. and like, what do you think about this? It's <laughs> like, I, I've never even seen those ingredients before. Like, I don't even know. I'm so, I've been so out of that for so long and they're constantly coming up with like new things, new ingredients that I'm like, I actually have to go look that up. I've I've never seen it. It's something new um, or it's a new preservative I've never heard of, et cetera, et cetera. Something that's come out that they are saying is, you know, not, not as toxic or non-toxic, but then it's always two or three years later that they're like, Oh, never mind. Actually, that's, that's not good. Um, so that's what I always say to everyone is if it's news, brand new ingredients, something you've never heard of before, probably stay away until that's like been on the market for a little while, because mm-hmm. they're going to come back and say, Oh, you know, there's these studies say this or that, or, you know, mm-hmm. so um, let me so- ask you, let me ask you this. We, share dry farm wines here on the show because we love it so much. And there's like a real laundry list of ingredients that are typically added to wine, colorants, fillers to build body and sugar and um, yeasts and all these kinds of things that Mm -hmm. they, to get there. What are those things in skincare where you're just like, yeah, here's your standard, like dirty dozen. Right. 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 And they're pretty much in everything. Well, first of all, they don't even have to name it all. Just like on the back of wine, there's no ingredients. So like on the back of skincare and makeup, they're hiding things in preservatives or in emulsifiers or things like that. When someone puts the the word an emulsifier and doesn't actually say, it could be 
like 1200 different things. What's an emulsifier? I don't even know what that is. So whenever you're, you are making a formulation and you add an oil or in a liquid together, something has to find it. So it doesn't separate. Okay. And that's Just think about is. making a vinaigrette. It's that same. Right. <laughs> okay. You know? yeah. yeah. Cooking wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's waxes is what would be used like in a natural product. Um, but there's, you know, synthetic emulsifiers in everything to mm. give like slip to emulsify the oil in the water. And anytime there's water in a formulation, then they're adding preservatives. And so, um, like phenoxyethanol, for example, is in a lot of natural cosmetics, but just in the last year or so, there's been some studies coming out that's really showing that it's not any better than any of the other polysorbate 80 and all these other things that are in products. And so a lot of companies are removing them from their formulations. And to be completely honest, when phenoxyethanol first came on the market and it was touted as this really natural, um, clean, non-hormone disrupting preservative, I was actually excited about it. I was like, maybe we can use it at Mm. Tubes & Co. And then maybe we can offer more formulations that have water in them and they won't mold. But immediately after, and I was excited for like a couple of days and immediately after doing more research, I was like, nah, nah, no, it's mm-hmm. just not that they don't make a preservative where you can put a ton of water in a formulation and it not mold for a year and it's safe. It just mm. doesn't exist. And so, um, we've just stay, steered clear of formulations that are heavy on water. And if they do have water in them, like for example, the baby wash, the pH of the soap is high enough that there's no preservative needed. And so that's kind of the mm. way that we've gone with that. And so when people decide to look on the back of a product, whether it's ours or someone else's, you know, that's just, that's just something they've got to research and decide there. There's so many voices now because of the internet and um, it just makes it kind of people have analysis paralysis. Like, I don't even, I don't even know right. what's safe anymore. Uh, but we make sure that our ingredient lists are short and they're pronounceable. And you, when you look on the back, you don't say, I don't know if this is good or not. I don't have to take a picture of it and send it to my friend okay. or relative that might know more because mm-hmm. I know all of the ingredients in the back of this um, product is, is safe. And so that's kind of been our ethos and our motto at Tubes and Co is that if it's not good enough for us and our family, then it's not good enough for us to sell. And we've just stayed really minimal because of that. But at the same time, we've been able to achieve effectiveness. And so, you know, mm-hmm. so when it's, so, so when you more, see aqua, <laughs> when like mm-hmm. when you're looking at skincare, then and you see aqua on the back, you're saying that that's there's going to be a preservative to go with that. Yeah. 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 Unless it's a soap, like I was saying, if there's that the percentage of soap is high enough that the pH Mm -hmm. is inhibited, you know, to any mold or um, bacteria growth, then no, but that's really rare. You're seeing the first ingredient agua on the back. Mm -hmm. There's a preservative at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. So preservatives are obviously a big one. Mm -hmm. Preservatives, fragrances, Fragrances. Mm -hmm. yeah, phthalates, which um, can be anything from an ingredient that changes the texture, or sometimes they um, increase like absorption, like in lotions. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
there's so, there's so many, but when you're looking on the back of an ingredient list, basically anything that you can't pronounce that sounds like a chemical doesn't actually mean that it is. So the ingredient in the baby wash is potassium cocoate and it's just saponified coconut oil, but it sounds like if you wouldn't know better, it sounds like, Oh, I don't know what that is. It must be bad. Mm. Um, so I just always tell people to copy and paste real quick, put it in a Google search, EWG or one of those websites will kind of guide you on what that ingredient is and if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. What's one of those sort of additives? Okay. So preservatives, fragrances, colors, artificial colors, I would imagine, right? Cause we kind of all know what those sorts of things do. Which of these is the one that's playing into hormone disruption primarily? Or is it just like a trifecta of you're saturating yourself in this day after day after day after day. And over time, those chemicals just start to take a toll. For like sure. Fragrances. Yeah. Fragrances. Immediately have reactions. That's so sad. I like it when things smell nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in fragrance, there's like, I want to say there's like up to 1900 now in 2023 ingredients that it can be. And I can still say the word fragrance. So that's hiding all of those things. And in Europe, in the European union, there's in the thousands of banned ingredients that can be in fragrance. And in the U S there's like 11. And, and this is my stats from last year when I spoke on it, but um, I don't believe that there's any more have been banned since then. If there is one too, but uh, nothing's really changed. And to be completely honest, I am not for, I'm not for government regulation at all. Um, we should just be aware and have the knowledge on our own. I think uh, as, you know, if, if we're homesteading and homemakers, it, it's our job to whatever we bring into our house to know what it is. And so I like to put that on back on the consumer Mm-hmm. and say, you know, it's not favorable or it's not great to have all these ingredients in the products. A lot of them are terrible, but it's also not the government's job to tell us what we can bring in our home because people say, well, if it's on the shelf, then it's safe. And, and we all know that that's not the truth. And so I like to put it back on the consumer and say, educate yourself and do the research and make sure what you're bringing into your home is safe for your family. You know, we do that as the kind of homemakers um, with food and with, you know, all, all with music, TV, mm-hmm. all those things, you know, we're the first filter to stop yeah. that coming in our house. And same thing for cosmetics, even though there's not as many options, it can be hard. Um but it's not difficult to kind of navigate and figure out once you kind of know that you're just looking for a short ingredient list, mm-hmm. the shorter, the better. Yeah. It's good to remember that, you know, things like, like you said about the water and that fragrance is a really just a huge umbrella term. And, and I yeah. like, I like the idea. I mean, we did a show a few years ago, we did an episode called keeper of the gate, didn't we? About just like, you're the front what what food ingredients are coming in, what music is coming in, like as the homemaker accepting that responsibility mm-hmm. and with your makeup too. <laughs> that can be mm-hmm. a crazy overwhelming task. 
mm-hmm. in, in our culture, especially where you can have, like you can Amazon anything and just, it'll just be at your doorstep, right? You, you don't, you, you right. don't have to think about it. It's not like you're going to the market to get your five pound bag of sugar and flour for the week. It's, right. we are bringing in so much all the time. Even those of us who like intentionally work really hard to not do that, it still filters in. Mm-hmm. It does. I had to sit my girls down <sighs> the other day because they came home with costume jewelry, like a ton of earrings. They got really cheap and they were so excited. And I said, look, I'm not trying to, I don't want to burden you young ladies with more information, but those are full of cadmium. Those are full of lead there's a reason we don't buy like really cheap, fast fashion because those dyes are for, full of poisons. You're wearing them on your body. This is why mom tries to invest in good purses because that cheap leather is coated in dyes and you're wearing it on your body. I'm like, you're wearing this jewelry all the time. And I said, that says hypoallergenic. I said, I bet you thought you saw that little hypoallergenic. You thought that was cool. So that probably means there's no nickel. Just means it's not going to turn you green in theory. I said, but this is why mom says sterling silver or gold. Like I'd rather a, and have you wear just a nice pair of studs or something than just go and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's everywhere. You know, it's having to be that, that filter is especially for young ladies. It's, it's everywhere. It's so difficult because the peer pressure that they receive from friends and, you know, oh, my friend just got this mom. Can I have it? And you're like, I don't want to be that mom, but no, because it has X, Y, Z, Z, Z in it. And no. And also there's a fine line between making them hyper aware where they're kind of fearful. And I have to work extra hard to do that with my oldest daughter. She'll, she's 12 and she's kind of a worrier by nature. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be really delicate about it because I don't want her to be like, so like almost afraid, you know, right, right. with food, with products, she's really aware of products because she's just simply allergic to them. And so she already knows, you know, she'll hug somebody full of fragrance and then be sneezing. And so she, I don't really have to remind her so much, but, um, you know, food and just things like that, having them be like hyper aware and know versus, you know, having like a fear of bringing it, what would it, what if I make the wrong choice? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's such a, it's so hard. I always hope that my kids will look back because, you know, they're naturally going to go through this time of sort of separation and trying to find their own path and figure out what their own opinions are and their own desires and their own tendencies and these kinds of things. And like, you know, I think as moms, it's, it's nice. We don't get this very often, but it is nice when somebody says, Hey, thanks for everything you did for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And this, like where my kids are, like, we are not at that age. Some of them are very kind and they do say it and it's so meaningful and, and so wonderful, but I look forward and I hope for the times when they are adults where they can see it's not, it's by God's grace that my children have had such a wonderful and healthy childhood, Mm. but I hope they see the effort that we went to for them because it is for them. And these things that we fight for as homemakers, whether it's just 
whether it's providing them like clean products or whether it's making them chicken soup, right. Or, or it's the effort that you go to, to make sure that their sheets are cleaned or that they have socks or that they're educated and they can read and write or, you know, all these things. And I said this to my oldest daughter the other day, I said, you know, when you were born, that's when we sort of catapulted into this. Oh my gosh, what are we going to feed this thing? Like Mm. I breastfed, but then after that, it was like, I have to think. I'm the one who has to decide what I feed her. Like, what am I going to feed her? What's Mm going to be in it? How do I make that decision? How do I make the right decision? Is there a right decision? And that's what catapulted us into this whole. And then it became like our life's work was to give them. We've devoted our life, our working life to growing food and learning how to prepare food that nourishes them. And so they've had in part, they've been able to enjoy these healthy childhoods because we've like, literally we've given that our lifeblood and we're up in the morning, like both of you guys up <laughs> milking the cow so that they can have this milk. Right. And we're tending to the gardens and we're butchering, we're making broth and we're doing kefir. We're doing all the things. And I guess if I could go back and tell myself something when that starts, it would be but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's so hard, but it's so, so worth it. I think that's why people gravitate towards this podcast so much because your listeners are grinding it out just <laughs> like us. And it's so difficult. I have a friend that lives really close to me and she listens to your podcast and we talk about it every now and then. And she's doing the same thing. I helped her buy her first milk cow. And I was like, when it, when it gets there, you call me and I'm coming over and I'm going to help you milk it. And it's, and it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when Millie came, she was like, she's here. come, come help. <laughs> And it, it's just so fun and so rewarding, but it can get to the point where you for like, you know, when it gets really hard, sometimes you're like, why, why do we do all the things? It's so much work. And people from the outside looking in think we do it because it's fun or because we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not milking that cow because it's fun. I'm milking it because I have five children. And I want to nourish their bodies so badly that I'm sad. Um, it is, it's your life's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that phrase a lot. And that's something great to tell myself. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of work to do all the things, you know, yeah. their education, their food. We don't rely on anyone for any part of, you know, helping mm-hmm. do all of it. And it's a lot. Um, but well, we rely, we rely on tubes and co. And like we have said <laughs> on this podcast before, we're like, thank God, because I was trying to make my own stuff and it was not working. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> well, because you know, the, the conviction has to like override the, the pain, <laughs> like the conviction has to be bigger than the pain. The conviction has sure. to be stronger than the inconvenience you know, well, like she, you said a few weeks ago, like looking at each thing in life and going, is this worth it? Is the cow worth it? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. yeah. you also have to cut out everything else that's not worth it. Right. You know, right. we make time because we don't do so many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find, we found that time for the things that were really important. What kind of things have you found that cut out? You know, we talked a little bit back at the beginning about like that social pressure. I struggle. I'm a people pleaser. I struggle with that big time um, in terms of just commitments outside the home. 
What I are think those kinds I of probably things? was more of a people pleaser 10 years ago. <laughs> you can't be. Yeah. And um, saying no, I've gotten pretty good at saying no, you know, if I don't want to leave the house, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> to stay home. <laughs> I've got too much to do. If you leave the house, you know, you leave for two days or so you come back and it is like a bomb in this place. And, you know, it takes all hands on deck to get the bomb cleaned up mm-hmm. um, because you know we're go, go and going, which is not fun because, you know, we're, we're not milking our cow right now, not till November. I much prefer to winter milk because we have really mild winters. So we take a break when it's really hot, but mm-hmm. um, that's taken a huge time off of us, but we don't do things that other people enjoy. We don't watch TV. We don't, you know, we don't follow any sports and it's really, that's a really big thing down here in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, did you see that game? And my husband's like, I don't watch football. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you just have to come right out with it. It's not normal. <laughs> and he's like, what? There's no time in our life for that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even some hobbies that we really used to enjoy, my husband loves to fish, freshwater fish, and he's always had a boat and we've always done a few hobbies like that. But in the past three to five years, we've kind of just put all of the hobbies and things that we've loved to the side and our life's work is to raise our children and we're doing it together. He's home We're you know, we're, we work and we're raising our kids together. But like Shay said, what, um, you know, what a privilege to be able to carry out that life's work for our kids. And one day they they'll grow up and they'll be old enough to come mm-hmm. back and say, I recognize all the sacrifices that you made, <laughs> all the things that you did, um, once they're mm-hmm. having them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, my pastor always talks about generationally how the hope is that your children will stand on your shoulders and they will just carry it that much further. And that didn't make sense Mm -hmm. to me until my kids got a little bit older. And, um, you know, initially I think as a parent, I think it felt like that means I'm doing something wrong. Like I want to get it right. I don't want there to have to be space above my shoulders that they can stand (laughs) on. Right. But the reality is that's just not how we work. That's not how we grow. We, we, it's a, it's a process and, you know, we have to be devoted to the progress of the person. It's not just like I had this really great day and I did it all perfectly. And now I'll just got to do that again for the rest of my life. That's just not the way that it goes, you know? And I think even something like skincare or schooling or any of these things, like you do the best you can until you know better. And then you learn something else and then you do it a little differently. My parents didn't do it perfectly. They learned things at this point or at that point, and then it changed and you do something different. You do something better. I think all of us did that with food, right? Where you, you learn something and then you have to shift and you're like, okay. And now for something completely different, <laughs> now we're going to get a cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, um, I think it's, it, it actually gives the parent hope. And I think it gives the homemaker hope because we're not going to get it right. And if we've been a homemaker or a mother, or even an employee for even one day, we know that we don't do it perfectly. It's just not possible. Right. But we do, it's funny. We, we do have a lot of, um, of women who are kind of at the beginning of this journey if, 
And, you know, for example, they asked us to talk about like when our kids were really little and it's just like, I don't know if I can go back there mentally. <laughs> it was a blur. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, but if, if you could kind of give yourself, your past self, some perspective of how things would go, what's worth it, what's not, what you devote yourself to, what's a waste of time what would those things be? Like, how would you kind of have that perspective? When I look back, I don't think that anything that we did or tried was ever a waste of time because it either worked or it didn't. And if we didn't try it, then we didn't know that it didn't work. So definitely, you know, there's lots of failed attempts at lots of things that we've done from when we had small children to now, and I'm not sad that we've done some of them and failed or realized it wasn't a good fit for our family or et cetera, because how do you know what's a good fit for your family if you don't do it? You know, like we mm-hmm. did not knocking on the pigs, but we did pigs one time and we were like, this ain't for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends that raise pigs and I'm like, I will happily buy the pork that you raise. And it's just not a good fit for our homestead. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's just one example. Every parent's going to make mistakes as they raise their kids, especially when their kids are really young and they're just learning how to be parents. If I could be the parent I am now, when I had at least 12 years ago, which she would be different, but I don't really wish for her to be any different than she is now. I told her, I tell her this all the time. She was the guinea pig child. She was the first one. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Um, but her, the experiences that I've had with her, for example, I had her a regular hospital birth and never did that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I didn't have that experience, maybe the next time I wouldn't have said, Google midwife Alabama wouldn't see (laughs) that's exactly what I did. And that's funny. The most wonderful uh, midwife ever. Cause when I, when Micah was seven, when I was seven months pregnant for him, we moved from Louisiana to Alabama and um, he was born in 2013. So we moved in 2012 and at the time, um, home birth was illegal in Alabama, but I Googled it anyway and found a lady that was doing births right over the border in Mississippi. And so what if I hadn't had that experience and that's where I'm going with this, I, you know, you wouldn't have made the choices that you made or you wouldn't have the knowledge that you have now. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, I also don't think you would be like a fighter in the same way. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You yeah. kind of go through the fire and that's, such a difficult thing to allow your children to do, like allow them to fail so they can learn. But my husband and I talk about this all the time that we are where we are because we struggled and we went mm-hmm. through really hard times, but, but we don't want our kids yeah. to do the same thing, but then how can they have character and, and grow and learn without going through those things? It's so difficult, yeah. but yeah, I would say that to the new mom, just, yeah. Follow, you know, follow what you think is a good fit for your family. If you're going to fail, yes, but just stay in prayer. There's definitely grace and every day is a new day. So there's forgiveness for yesterday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So listeners, Emily lives in the town that I used to live in, in Alabama, which is 
quite, quite <laughs> such a small little world, such a beautiful town. It has such a piece of my heart. And um, when we were, when we lived there, I had my second baby there in the hospital, super traumatic birth because he was a VBAC and there was only one doctor in Alabama who was willing to even touch a VBAC at that point. His name was Dr. Digman. And so he was willing to do a VBAC for us. And, um, and he said to me, like, I'll do this for you, but you're going to do it at the hospital and you're going to get an epidural because I don't know what's going to happen. And if we have to rush you in for a C-section, you need to be ready. I said, fine, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and when Owen ended up being delivered, he tore out the septum that divided my two uteruses, which is a different story, but, uh, I would have died had I been at home. And I remember just thinking when I was, I saw a midwife with Georgia and she was breech, nobody had a midwife in Washington state. They weren't allowed to touch breech babies at the time. Mm -hmm. So she was a C-section. And, uh, I just remember I cried, I cried and cried and cried. And I did all the things I was doing somersaults in the pool and mm. doing the incense next to my pinky toe. Like, <laughs> this is so silly, but I literally would like, I shoved earphones with RC Sproul sermons down my pants. So they like moved to the voice, like all these crazy things that Google said to try. Okay. <laughs> I did Google specifically all. said RC, RC Sproul Sproul. sermons <laughs> must come out <laughs> good theology. <laughs> um, but I just remember being so sad. And, and at the same time, then after Owen, I realized like the Lord saved my life. Mm-hmm. And like, here I was just pushing up against it, just railing, like this isn't what I wanted. And I think about that a lot because then after that birth, I was in bed for months. And during that time we were just so poor. Oh, there's the baby. It's going to make my uterus ache. Look oh, at her. My gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, she's crying. Emily, you can shut your video off if you need to do what you do need to do. Um, there you go. <laughs> Just tilt it up. There you go. Anyway, that time in Alabama, we were so poor. And um, like you were saying, you never forget that time ever. You never forget how to like tap into that, how to navigate that. And yet I wouldn't want my kids to have to go through it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And then when you, it is this kind of a scary thing to look back. If you, if you're looking back at your life and you think, okay, you look at your mistakes, for example, what would I, would I do that different? Cause it is mm. a little bit scary to think, but I know that I am the person I am today because I made because, those mistakes. Yeah. So if I were to subtract those mistakes or the path would have been a little bit easier, what, mm what, what substance would be missing from me? What would be missing? You know, a lot, probably a lot. I think a lot. And, and so you like, just what you said, you mm -hmm. don't want that for your kids, but you mm -hmm. also want to raise sturdy people of substance that have wisdom. And usually you get wisdom through trial and error and exactly. yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it just was it on here last week, Angela? I confuse our conversations when we, when we have these, <laughs> when we talk, but you know, I got the advice when my kids were little that, you know, you're raising them in a Christian home. It's not, 
for them to be raised in this perfect home where everything was always perfect all the time. Like Christian families struggle just like normal families because they're made Mm -hmm. up of humans, just like normal families. But the goal was rather to show your children that when you mess up, when you misspeak, when you do something wrong, when you step on toes, when you hurt somebody, whatever it is, you just show them how to repent. And you just say, here we was this on the podcast we multiple times i mean we talk about that okay well so here's important. your daily reminder yeah, um please homemaker it's not about being perfect <laughs> okay it's about showing up and it's about showing them how to say i'm sorry showing them how to say please forgive me and showing them then where forgiveness is found like this is how we get right okay mm-hmm. and it's a little cliche to say but yeah it is about you're getting up and you're dusting yourself off and you know, you're washing your face and you're saying, okay, and now we carry on because that's what we have to do, regardless of what we're doing, working, tending to our home, raising our kids, just loving the people around us. So theme of this whole season is do it for the people. And there's a reason, you know, anything you do, whether it's life, work, whatever, it's messy. It's not, it's just not a straight line. (laughs) No. And don't, you know, when you hit, when you're doing all the things or when you're trying to do all the things, there'll be people that say, oh, I don't know how you do it all. And my response is always, I do not do it all. I try to do what I can and I mess up and I make mistakes and then I apologize and then we try again. And I think it's just the trying again, that's the important part. And I, I do hope that my kids see that we just keep trying, trying mm-hmm. our best. Sometimes we make mistakes, but when I make a mistake, I'll apologize and move on. And you know mm-hmm. what? If the sourdough starters dying in the back of the fridge, because you're going through a hard season, leave it back there because <laughs> mine's black right now. In the fridge. And um, one of I'll friends- send you one. one of my friends is like hey can I get some sourdough starter I really want to start doing sourdough I was like girl mine's dead it is really hard to kill and it's it's been back there quite a while um and she's like what Emily sourdough's dead and I was like yeah even me Mm -hmm. even me Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah I mean there's there is no way there's no way to do it all and there's certainly no way to do it did you hear that is everything okay out there? Hmm. Doesn't sound like it was okay out there. <laughs> um, I got distracted. Sorry. I don't even remember what I was saying. Angela, yeah. before we started recording, you looked up kind of makeup. Okay. Yeah. Emily, or ideas I thought that we going would, on. we would, since you have your, your fingers on the pulse of the industry, I thought we would try to, uh, maybe stump you, but see what your best answers are to the top 10 or the top makeup questions from last year. Okay. Are you, are you up for that? <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay. We'll have some fun here. I'm going to, uh, um, okay. Some of these are pretty easy, so we'll, we'll break you in gently. How do I cover spots? What's your best advice for covering spots? We call them zits here in the States, but Okay, so acne. Yep. Good concealer. Put some powder on top of that concealer to set it and go on with the day. (laughs) Okay, that's an easy one. 
Um, this people ask me this all the time. So I want to hear from you, the pro. What order should skincare be applied in? Mm. So like let's even like feel free to reference like the glow serum and the reparative serum. Okay, like, what, so what's the I'm order? Say from thickest to thinnest. Okay. Um, but let's, I'll do a, a rundown of Tubes and Co products. So okay. if you're using an oil cleanser, you're going to cleanse and then your toner and then your reparative serum because it's dry and then your glow serum because it's not, it's moisturizing. And then your towel balm that's going to lock it all in. And that's how I like to do at night. Okay. Mm. All right. And then just spinning off of what you just said, locking it all in. Do you know what slugging is? Have you heard that? Yeah. Term? So slugging. okay. okay. Um, I don't like to use the term our competitors use that term, even though I know it's generic, okay. but I don't want to ever seem like I'm like coming off of somebody else, but okay. you can totally use the frankincense balm, like leather yeah. it on at yeah. night. Wait, okay. no, and no. What does this mean? Slugging, slugging is like where like you're like, you're locking it all in it. and you're just like it's locking it all in final step, but a lot. Yes. Okay. And then in the morning you, it's just, your skin just drinks it. Um, and so in the morning you just do your cleansing routine and it kind of just any extra that's there, it comes off because hmm. in the morning I like to use the glow serum kind of light under my makeup. Mm-hmm. If I'm wearing, if I'm going to wear makeup that day, but I like to lather on the frankincense balm at night. Mm-hmm. I think about all the sun exposure I got down here in the South and I'm, sunspots and I'm just letting my, my skin drink up the tallow and frankincense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I've never heard this. So I before. do that. I didn't know there was a term for it. Like that's my yes, favorite. Right. She knows me. I sit, I have my little mm-hmm. ritual. I have my little box full of everything and I just do my things. And mm-hmm. and then the last product, I just go for it. I had no idea that was a thing. So is this like when we, I was a middle schooler and we would do sleepovers, we would coat our hands and feet in Vaseline and then put socks over socks our hands. Us? We yeah, were slugging basically. before slugging was slugging cool. was yeah. <laughs> petroleum. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Um, gosh, do we do we still use these? I know what they are. This one of the top questions from last year is what are AHAs? AHAs? Yeah. It's called alpha hydroxy acids. Mm-hmm. And in our resurfacing bomb we use some naturally occurring AHAs. They're like fruit acids. Mm-hmm. And instead of manually exfoliating with like um, something rough or like even with just a towel, you're chemically exfoliating, which that's, I hate to use that term chemically right. exfoliating, but everything is a chemical and right. these fruit still acids are naturally occurring yeah. and it will slough off that dead skin without you having to like tear at your skin manually. And mm-hmm. so I'm a huge fan of AHAs as long as the rest of the ingredient list isn't junk. Mm. Okay. So, so what I think it goes so like as far back as like Cleopatra. No, which, which right? product is this in? That okay. is the resurfacing mask. Resurfacing. I love that stuff. <laughs> Did you get it, Shay? It's the one that's like, mm-hmm. like, it's like sea foam green. green. It's like mm-hmm. it's honey. It's just like oh. Well, I didn't put it to my last curtain. Now, now oh my I'm goodness, a little dumb it's for not doing so it. So amazing. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I always understood them that that they like break the bonds that hold dead skin cells together. So that's exactly right. Yeah. So a lot of a big question is I'm using the tallow or I'm using the frankincense balm and I feel like it's sitting on top of my face. 
it's not soaking in. Yeah. That's probably because there's a, just yeah. a layer of dead skin on the top and it just can't penetrate in. So something like the resurfacing mask is going to, you know, help wash off that layer of dead skin. Mm-hmm. And then the skin underneath is going to be ready to just drink all that tallow up. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Very cool. Okay. I feel um, like a kindergartner right now yeah. <laughs> in like a college class. Like you guys know what you're this one cool. says, uh, how do I clean my makeup brushes? I really actually, important. The, People the don't clean their brush. makeup brushes. It's just so gross. So I'm a huge advocate of cleaning your makeup brushes <laughs> all the time. Please clean your makeup brushes, please. A little bit of baby wash or a really mild soap and let them air dry because a lot of times people will, or, you know, you get those little bumps under your skin or you get acne. That's mm-hmm. from the bacteria on your sponge and your makeup brushes. Mm-hmm. So I, I clean mine really often, but I used to not. So definitely high on the list. Mild soap, baby wash works great. Doesn't leave any residue and um, keeps your brushes, you know, free from bacteria. Hmm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Feel okay. a little, feel a little judged. It's fine. Oh my I'll gosh. Go clean I wash. Actually, you know what? Go wash. I um I have my girls do it for me. They like it. Anais in particular. She cleans, she it's wants to make a She makeup likes to do it. Yeah, <laughs> she likes to do it. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Love that. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Let's talk about shopping. Shopping online at the new Parisian Farm Girl shop or shopping with me in Paris next year. First things first, have you visited the new Parisian Farm Girl shop? I am now featuring everything you've come to love about Parisian Farm Girl style from plaid to antique transferware dishes. This month, I will be restocking with treasures from my trip to the Paris flea market. So visit every Friday as new items are added from oil paintings to copies of some of your favorite dresses you've seen me wear. And while you're there, you'll also find details on how to secure your place on one of my 2024 trips. In April and October of next year, I'll be taking small groups of people to Paris for the flea marketing trip of a lifetime. But don't wait because some of those weeks are almost sold out. So visit ParisianFarmGirl.com and click My Shop to find beautiful pieces to decorate your home and details about the Paris Flea Market Tours. That's P-A-R-I-S-I-E-N-N-E, FarmGirl.com, and click My Shop. Home cooks, listen up. We've all got to cook, and sometimes that's a bit boring and hard. There's no escaping the demands that come from our kitchens, whether we're cooking for one or many. So let's make it fun nourishing and delicious. I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community with me, Shay. You can visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you're going to get five whole food, nourishing and inspired recipes each month created from scratch in my own kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. 
Let's talk sexy, simple, luxurious natural skincare. That's right, I'm talking about Tubes & Co. If you think that natural skincare has to come at the cost of results, we invite you to visit tubesandco.com and use their incredible skincare. Use code FALLBEAUTY for 10% off. Emily Toops began this family-run company because she believes that skincare products that nourish and restore can come from simple, wholesome ingredients. That means ingredients like cold-pressed olive oil and organic grass-fed tallow. Emily formulates her skincare with real ingredients without the use of synthetic chemicals, toxins, fillers, artificial colors, or fragrances. Their products are made in the USA and all the ingredients are sustainable and fair trade with transparent and ethical sourcing. Skincare products should nourish our skin without having to impart hormone-disrupting toxins. But don't just take my word for it. Visit tubesandco.com, click the skincare tab, and just read through the raving reviews. Homemakers just like you love the tallow balm, French clay soap, and glow serum. Visit tubesandco.com, shop organic skincare, and use the code FALLBEAUTY for a 10% discount. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find one. That's more interesting. Some of these are a little bit, they require visuals. Um, well, well, here's, here's how we'll spend this one. The question is, how do I do a smoky eye? But I want to know what tubes colors somebody would use if they were doing a smoky eye. Um, so the bark is a darker brown mm -hmm. and then there's smoke and diamonds, which is kind of slightly shimmery black. Okay. Those would work really well. And I would say if you have one of those fine tipped um, brushes that are kind of, you can use it in place of your eyeliner and use the, um, the eyeshadow instead. Those are really pretty. And I guess depending on your eye color, hair color, skin color, but I really like the smoke and plum. Um, it's one of my favorites. And so I would use that plum mixed with the bark. And it's almost like a purpley brown, really pretty smoky eye. Mm -hmm. And do you start with a neutral? I always like clean up my eyelid with a neutral first. I use the flesh, which is the lightest color of the natural eye palette first, no matter what I'm doing. It's kind of, mm -hmm. it's like a base primer. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to put those in the show notes, everyone. So I just wanted to see. Uh, there you go. What she would say. There, there you, go. you go. I love it. Well, Emily, we're so um, grateful that you continue to partner with homemaker chic because we're so grateful for your company and we talk about this a lot but there's a lot of like little teen girls between mine and angela's families and to be able to um sort of take the guesswork out of it for them is i know you started it for your daughter who's george's age my daughter's age it feels um i just feel so super grateful that you make something that i get to offer to her and say sure here Here's something really special. Here's something really beautiful. No compromises. That makes my day. That that's mm -hmm. why we do. That makes Absolutely. my day right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super super special. And then like equally, I get to go downstairs and use the same stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, Emily, homemaker chic listeners, you have been kind enough for all these seasons to extend ten percent off to them, and that's going to carry through to this coming season. So all of you listening right now, you can go to toopsandco.com and use the code FALLBEAUTY to get 10% off your order. So there's all kinds of wonderful products. Obviously, we've been talking about some of them today, all kinds of wonderful products, all kinds of wonderful colors. So 
it can be overwhelming. I think sometimes when you go to a new website like this, I feel like this every time I go to a clothing website where I'm like, I'll just burn everything I own. And like, where do I even start? Right. Um, I always tell people where I would start at Tubes and Co is the charcoal bar and the regenerative serum. Those are like my, those are my powerhouses. I love them so much. Where do you tell people to start? Like if they're wanting to kind of clean up their skincare and makeup, where do you send them? What products? I, I tell them to pick a cleanser, either sea buckthorn cleansing oil or the charcoal bar. Make sure that you're toning. So throw a toner in there. Obviously the hydrate is the most popular, but all of them are really great. And then moisturize three things. If you're going to just go with the bare minimum and either the glow serum or the frankincense balm. Mm -hmm. They're so good. The glow serum. So good. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So many wonderful things. Okay. Um, well, there you have it. Ladies visit tubes and co use code fall beauty, get 10% off. Let us know what you think. You can tag us over on Instagram, tag Homemaker Chic, and tag Tubes and Co. too. And then you can show us what you get, what you love, how you use it, because then we can kind of keep all learning from each other uh, different products we can use, how we can do a smoky eye, what colors work best for it, how we take care of our skin better, how we clean our brushes, all that good stuff. Cool. Super cool. Okay. Perfect. Emily, thanks for uh, joining us. We haven't had a guest on the podcast in a long time. In a long so time. This was, That's this nice. Great. So I'm going to yeah, put all that. This, I'm going to put the skincare order in the show notes. I'm going to put the how to do the smoky eye in the show notes. And I think we have uh, an exclusive like home like your chic trio for coming for the holidays with Tubes and Co. Ooh, yes. So, so we're going to have a special bundle mm-hmm. just for home like your chic. And you can just click on that little starter bundle. Ooh, yeah. That's fun. Her chic favorites. There you go. Love it. Okay. okay. Ladies. Wonderful. We'll be back here with you next Monday. Cheers. Cheers.